Welcome to the Badass is the New Black podcast. I am your host, Chrissy Chin. Here on the podcast, I help women develop and grow their personal brand on social media. As network marketers or coaches, you must stand out in this saturated world, and I'm here to help you discover the edge that you need to stand out and attract more clients. I help you sell more. I help you scale your business so that you can live the life you dream of, which is working less and enjoying more. Today, I get to chat with the one and only Megan Richards, wife, mama, and your personal cheerleader. She helps women build their brands with the ICE method. Yes, you heard me right. I said ICE, I-C-E. Identifying your brand voice, clarifying your brand message, and executing on your business ideas. She does this all by helping you own your story. Welcome, Megan. I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. Hey, boo. <laughs> I've been like dropping hints for a while now that that I'm going to bring you on the podcast and it's finally happening. I'm so excited. You're like one of my most favorite people, but you already know that. <laughs> right back at you, babe. <laughs> um, all right. So since I've been dropping hints and I've been telling people like we're going to talk about storytelling, how to tell your story, how that plays into building your business, how that plays into, I think last episode I mentioned that it pl really plays into helping you find your niche. So we're yeah. going to talk about that, but let's first start with your story. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me more. Tell me your whole life story right here. Oh my goodness. In, we don't have time for that. Three minutes. <laughs> no. um, okay. So you know, the quick summary version is currently where I'm at. I'm a Virginia girl turned Floridian. About three years ago, my husband and my family moved here. So um, I've been married. Oh my gosh. Like, okay. Oops. He's going to get mad at me. I've been married <laughs> going on 10 years. Okay. We're high school sweethearts. So we've been knowing each other a long time. Um, and then we have two children, Ava, who is six years old and my son, Abram, who's three. So pretty, pretty busy. Um, and we just, again, we just moved to Florida about three years ago and, you know, fast forwarding to where we are now, it's amazing. And now what I do is lots of different things. I like to think of myself as like, I feel like I'm like a full-time cheerleader, which is like circles back around from those high school days of like, is this ever going to suit me being a cheerleader? Like, is it ever going to mean anything in my <laughs> life? But I really do. I feel like a full-time encourager. And so now I basically do that very thing is help other women own their stories because I think it's super important in your business. So, okay. And did you go to <laughs> business? Cliff notes. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. And did you go to business school? Oh no. I did <laughs> That's not. always my favorite. I did not go to business school. I don't know that I would have done very good. How, how dare you start a business without having a business degree? Listen, you know my motto. <laughs> There's room at the table, okay? Um, no, I'm totally joking. And Megan knows I'm joking. And I think the listeners know I, I'm joking because I went to school to be a nurse. And like, yes. this is the farthest thing from yes. that, except for I'm still helping people. So Right, y'all. So clearly though, seriously, like I did go to college, but I, this is like part of my real deep story. And if you follow along for any amount of time is that what, you know, what qualifies me is really nothing in a sense, because I went to college and I actually failed out of college. So my story is really multifaceted. Um, and how I got led to where I am now is just a huge, huge blessing. So yeah, definitely didn't go to business school. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Here on the Badass is the New Black podcast, no one needs to have gone to business Right? School. What if they failed out? Does that count? <laughs> totally counts. Totally counts. College is not a requirement here. <laughs> all the moms would be like, shh, children, cover your ear. Oops. I want their kids to go to college. But it's hey. Good story. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
<clears throat> okay. So tell me, I, I want, I feel like that was like such surface level story. It was. And so we need, I need more details. Yes. Okay. So let me circle back to why I failed out of college and how this is a part of what I do now is so for a really long time. So this is like really deep for me, guys. You're getting to know each other. You're getting to know the real Megan real fast here. Um, you know, for years and years, I struggled with really intense fear. So I had really bad like anxiety, even bouts of depression. And I walked through just so much fear um, to the point where I could hardly function. Like I was not one of those like, oh, I'm, I'm nervous. It was like, it encapsulated my entire life. So I was the girl who couldn't get out of the bed in the morning, like super anxious, super depressed, um, had multiple panic attacks a day. And Sadly, this was happening all in my college years. And so there was just a time frame where I came to say, like, I cannot, I can no longer function. Like, I got to get me healthy. I've got to. So the reason for the fail out of school was actually because I was walking through such a hard, dark season of my life. And really for no other reason than I just was super anxious over lots of things. I had lots of insecurities, lots of imposter syndromes, lots of, I don't think I can do this or that. And so I just lived in a lot of fear. Um, and so, uh, all that to say that is where the failure from school comes, but through that journey and getting out of that, um, I have just overcome in so many ways and now I'm no longer. And so what I do now is actually encourage other women to push past fear, to own their story. So even that hard part of my story where you might look at it, if you just heard that at surface level and be like, Oh my gosh, this girl failed out of college. Like who is she bringing on the podcast? But the reality is there's lots of painful, hard parts of our story that can also be used and are still so valid, like in the people we're going to reach. So Mm-hmm. Yes, it's de- it is deeper than that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's like that's the whole thing. Like, you know, think back. Okay, when you first heard Megan just talk about that very surface level story, it's like, oh, okay, like a little bit of who she is, and you're like, <laughs> she sounds great. Like she looks amazing. But then when you actually tell the deep, vulnerable parts of the story, and like you don't even get in it into it too much, but I know like that that's being vulnerable, sharing yeah. those those dark you know, the fear, the anxiety and all of that. And that's, there's people out there right now that are like, oh my gosh, that's me or that was me. And they're really connecting with you. So I think that's super important for the, the listeners to realize is that you have to share the deep vulnerable parts of your story to make a connection with someone. You do. You 100% do. And I think, you know, taking it from someone who is in that place, like And society is so much different now than it's been with like mental health and like things that we walk through. People are a little bit more vulnerable, but still you as a person, like I know that I would, I discounted myself out like so many times, like, oh, I've gone through this and this, no one's going to care what I have to say. Like this, this kind of counts me out or no one's going to think that my ideas are good because I failed out of school, even though the reason I failed out of school wasn't because I didn't apply myself or wasn't because I wasn't smart or anything, but because my story looked like it did, then you kind of adopt this thing of like, I was fearful of my story. So for a long time, I actually ran from it. I was like, no one's going to like, think that's cool. Like everyone's going to think that's like, you know, uh, don't, don't talk to that girl. And the reality is there will be some people, but those aren't your people, you know, and that's the other beautiful part of owning your story. Um, and I know you've been talking about, I've been listening to your podcast and you've been talking about your niche and stuff. And like, when you own your story, like you will find your people 
And that was like the biggest, most eye-opening part for me was like, okay, I can get vulnerable and share these little parts of me. And what started happening was people started saying, hey, me too. Oh, you can still do that even though you had that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's been, it's been super helpful actually for me in my own personal journey to own my story. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about like the people that you're attracting now through sharing your story or kind of how you've used your story to evolve to where you are. Right. And you know, I think when you're going through the process of owning your story, cause here's what I think, like I'm really huge on owning your story first. So in any type of business or whatever you're doing, I don't know if you know who Donald Miller is, but he's really big in building your story and about the framework of that. And he talks about how like even in movies, it's like a narrative, right? Everybody wants to be pulled into the character and the story and all this. And this is like similar to our own lives. And so when I started owning my own story and kind of just started leaking out what I was comfortable with, leaking out those little parts, like, hey, I'm building a business or I'm in this business place, but I struggle with this or but I'm still a mom who works, you know, or I'm whatever, you know, I'm divorced or whatever your story is. When I started doing that, I started finding that there were more people who looked like me who had the same dreams and desires, but yet they were afraid. They were like, oh, I didn't know that I, like people would listen to me. Like I didn't know that this would work. So you start to attract people who look a little bit like you, um, which is also super encouraging to you because not only are you owning your story and it's drawing people in, which is what you want to build your business, right? Yeah. But also you're owning your story, it's drawing people in and it encourages you to more than just grow your business. You're like, oh, I might actually be able to make a difference in somebody's life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it validates. Really yeah. Right. And it validates that you're not alone. Right. Yeah. A lot of people struggle with. And I think you kind of touched on that as like, you're, yes. I felt like, you know, all alone, who else, no, who's going to relate to this? Who right. is going to want to be friends with me? Yeah. But it's like the, the people that want to be friends with you are the people like you. And guess what? You're not alone. Right. And you wouldn't find those people unless you did share those parts of your story. That is so true. That is Absolutely. so true. It is so and you, you know, I give you so much credit to really helping me even now tell more of my story and where I'm at. And it's pulling, it's helping me, me even That's niche awesome. down and pull out people and a subset of people yeah. that I didn't even realize maybe I wanted to really help. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. So that's been from like talking with you behind the scenes and together and <laughs> you just being like, look, Chrissy, this is part of your story. Like it might just be a, like a, a portion of your life yeah. or like a section where I, you always use the same term. What is it? Like, this is, I don't know what you say. This is where you're walking in your path right now. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it might not be like your assignment is one thing. Um, and the avenue that you're walking in. So like what your call is like this, but like you might be in a certain assignment right now. So like your assignment might be this people or this product or this service. Like your calling kind of stays the same though. The yeah. message. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like this is just a little piece of the direction that you're going. Yes. And look, own that piece where you are right now yeah. and use that. And that doesn't mean you can't evolve later and right. attract a different person later or attract you know, the person that is evolving with you. Yeah. Right. It's just all about sharing, sharing those pieces of where you're at. Yeah. So I love that. Even owning where you're at right now and knowing that there's room to grow and yeah. there's room to share that story of growth. 
Yeah. Sure. You mentioned that last time, I think in one of your last episodes, um, and you talked about that very thing is like, you will identify with those people and they'll identify with you. Those will be your people, but then you'll also attract the outlying people. Like you'll also attract those other people along the way. And I think that's, what's important to remember. Cause I know for me, I got like, I was like, if I share this though, like then it's only going to be those kind of people. And then I'm going to be labeled. Like I'm going to be labeled as the girl with fear and anxiety and panic attacks. And I don't want to be labeled. I'm trying to get away from that, you know? And the reality of that is you don't have to, I say this quite often, like you don't have to air all your dirty laundry to get your story out. You don't have to drag people through the mud who maybe hurt you and part of your story to get it out there to where people get it. You just have to go from the place that you've walked through and you can do that without being like, you know, crazy. And what I noticed was that I was attracting those people, but it wasn't like as a label. It was like, hey, oh, you've done this. You've overcome that. Like, whoa, I can too kind of thing. So it was actually more of a catalyst going forward versus like bringing me into like a label of like, I'm the girl with fear and anxiety and I'm never going to not be that girl, you know? Um, But the reality is that's part of my story. And what I found is that most people resonate in your weakness. They don't resonate in your strength. They want to go where you're going, but they resonate and connect with you in your weakness. Mm -hmm. And as much as we hate to talk about that, because nobody wants to appear weak, like (laughs) none of us do. It's like not even culturally acceptable, you know, like, but there's something beautiful to weakness. And when we are able to have those moments of weakness people resonate and then we can show them how we've overcome it and we're stronger or we're in the journey or whatever. So it's really actually without being super sentimental, I feel like it's a really beautiful process to walk through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mindset coach is always like vulnerability is your superpower. Yes. He's like that. Chrissy, listen, vulnerability (laughs) is your superpower and you know, you don't want to get there, but you have to, okay. You have to get there. Nobody does. For me, like, I don't want to seem weak. I don't want to seem clueless. I don't want to seem like I don't know what I'm doing. Like I want to be confident and like, look like I have my, you know, what together. (laughs) Although I do love showing like, like I have the bloopers on my Instagram. I I do love showing that side and I'm embracing that more and more for sure. Because that is what, like when, when I share that people will send laughing comments or, you know, comment about it. Or if I'm like fumbling on a Facebook live and I'm like, squirrel, what am I talking about? I don't know. Or like tech difficulties. And I'm like, well, this is what's happening. And people will say, oh my gosh, I love how real you are. And you're just kind of rolling with the punches. And like, they're like, your imperfection is making me believe in myself that I can do it too. So like, that's like, there's just something powerful. There is, there is. And like you get to the point where you're like, you feel like you can take the mask off a little bit and actually be yourself and you get to the place of confidence. I think that's such a good word that you mentioned. Like you get confident in being you. Mm-hmm. And when you can fully be you, here's the thing. I think you can sell anything. Like I just think you can sell anything because you only you can tell it like you. Like, you know, you and I, or me and the next girl, or me and the girl next door, like we could all sell the same exact thing in a sense, but it's gonna look different. We might even have the same ideal client, but when you tell it through your story and I tell it through my story and my lens, like we attract more like-minded. And the room, like they say, there's room at the table. Like it's so big. The world is humongous. Like there's so many people that need to hear what you have to say, what I have to say, and what the next girl needs to say. And yeah. So 
It is. No, absolutely. True. There's so many people. There's so much money. Like there's right. to go around. <laughs> and I love this. And I don't remember when I mentioned it on the podcast, but you don't have to be the best. You just right. have to be different. Yes. And your story is what makes you different, right? Yes. Because no one else has walked the same path that you have, even yes. though it might be similar. And that's why people relate because it might be similar, but it's not the same. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a tiny little break from this badass podcast to talk about Kajabi, or as my husband calls it, Punjabi. Babe, it starts with a K. K-A-J-A-B-I. This is the platform that literally makes all the magic happen. It's plug and play, no coding necessary. And guess what, you guys? The best thing about it is that you get your very own mobile app with it. I looked into building an app and it was going to be over $100,000. You get your own right there. The platform is so affordable too. So instead of paying for individual platforms like your CRM system, which is going to host your email, your landing pages, which is going to capture your email, your website, which is going to be where all the magic happens, a community space, it's literally all in one. So it doesn't matter if you want to host courses, educational classes, have libraries in there for your team. This is absolutely the way to go. And I have a month free for you to check it out. So hop over to my website, thechrissychin.com forward slash Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. And you can check out a month for free. I cannot wait to see what you create. Please do me a favor. Send me a DM, send me an email once you've created something so I can see it and check it out. Can't wait for you to get started and scale your business like a badass boss. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Tell me a little bit about, um, cause we talk a lot about Instagram and how to grow on Instagram and all of that. So, you know, Instagram, you only get so much. It's not like, you don't want right. to be a ginormous blog post or like Instagram is your short form, right? There's a right. long form podcast, blog, YouTube video, short form, Instagram, right. <laughs> um, Twitter, you know, whatever. So how, like, what are your tips for letting your story shine in those little pieces as you post on social media? Yeah. Um, I think there's lots of ways where I'm not never trying to beat the algorithm of Instagram or anything like that, but I think that there are lots of ways to share your story. Um, and I think maybe you and I do something similar in like pillars and creating those content bucket kind of ideas of um, that's what I try to do. So I try to think of like some very specific key bucket points that are you know, potent to my story, right? Mm -hmm. So I have these four categories or, um, you know, we all have four centralized that usually human connection is, and that's connection. We've talked about this before. That's connection, inspiration, sales or promotion. And then, um, what's the last one? Connection, inspire, sales, connection, and educate. Yes. Educate. So we have these like four things that like people love, like that's what they're there for. Right. And so if you can start posting your story in those little tidbits, like those four sections, um, you, you can do it. And because this is why I do like Instagram, because Instagram is like little snacks, (laughs) you know, like sometimes longer isn't better. Like it's, you can put like just little pieces of your story little by little in those categories. So 
by having those type of categories like connection, inspiration, educate, and then sales or promotion or whatever you are, you know, if you're in business, like it allows you to kind of categorize your story so that it doesn't feel like a big like spaghetti mess. Like, especially if you're a girl, you know, you can go from like one thing to the next and your story's like, I love cats and I love dogs and I love my family and I love, you know, my story. Mm -hmm. But if you have these like specific categories, it kind of helps you implement your story a little better without going too crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And sometimes what I try to do is like take that thought and that idea that I want to put out there and then yeah. think of an example in my life where it reflected that. Yeah. So it was good. like a lesson that I learned. Like what's the little piece in my story that helped me learn that lesson? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it's not personally, but I learned this lesson. It like helped me sculpt one of my truths, you know, something that I believe. And I was like, it's because I witnessed this happen. Yes. You know, whatever. So just giving little examples of how, you know, real life is helping you grow and uncover and discover and all of that, yeah. I think is a great way to kind of be able to slip little pieces of your story in there. Yeah. That's really good. Cool. Well, I love that. What other tips do you have for sharing your story on social media? Um, you know, my biggest thing and I say this model all the time, and I will say it probably from the mountaintop forever, is that there's room at the table, so pull up a chair. Um, for a long time, for me, because fear was such an issue in my past, I just had trouble starting. I would, I always had all the ideas. I always, I was like, this is going to be the best. Like, this is going to be the best invention. Like, this is going to be the thing that makes me like millions of dollars <laughs> and changes the world at the same time, because that's what I want. But when you just start owning your story and by that, all you have to do is just start sharing, start sharing the parts of it that you know will connect with people. It's not as like mystical and magical as like we like to like think that it is. It's literally one step. You really only need to be, this is what I tell people all the time, you only need to be one step ahead. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like know all the answers all the way. You just have to be one step ahead. And so mm -hmm. if you take that next step, essentially what you do is you encourage the girl next to you to take the next step too. And then you kind of see this like build or whatever. So just sharing your story literally just looks like starting. It's not some like froofy thing. It's just, mm -hmm. just start, start with one word, one sentence, start with one post on Instagram, start with your bio, like start with something, you know, to just get you moving in the direction. Yeah. Cause there is plenty of room. There's so much room. There is. And remember, your story is not just like, I'm a mom and I've got these right. kids and I live in this place. Like your story is so much more and so much deeper. It is. That. And I used to be so like bound by that. And like sometimes I'll still find myself in the mom guilt place of like, but I'm supposed to be a stay at home mom right now. Like I can't do anything else. And the reality of that is that like, that is all really awesome. And I love it. It's like my, my number one thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are some women who are super, like, I know lots of friends who are like, no, I just am going to do momming until my kids are in school. I'm not going to do anything else. And they're amazing. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I want to do momming. And I also want to encourage people with my story in this other place. And I think there's room for both. You know, and I, and I think if, especially if you are a mom listening to this, like so easy to feel mom guilt and so easy to be like, everyone's going to judge me if I'm, you know, whatever the reality is those aren't your people. Like, right. you know what? It's okay if they judge you. It, you. 
everybody is called to do something. And if you are called to change the world with your story, like even if it's a stay at home mom, like you can still do that. It doesn't yeah. take away. The yeah. reality is, is people are going to judge you for being a stay-at-home mom. People are judged you right. judge for being a working mom. People are going to judge you for doing both. Like, we're judgy people. So, I like, know. you're going to get judged. So, you might as well be doing the thing that you love and like yes. and make your heart happy yes. and serves the world because right. someone out there is going to judge you. And you know what? See you, you later. say judge away. That's fine. Because the ultimate goal is like, we want to make lots of money, right? Everybody wants to make lots of money. That's like, there's so many reasons why we want to make lots of money, right? But like at the end of the day, I want to change people's lives so they can make lots of money or right. so they can go do whatever they want. And if that's to stay home with their kids and they can stay home with their kids, you know, yeah. or if they want to go work, they can go work, you know, like <laughs> right. I just want so badly. I just want that whole stigma to go away because there's just, there is room for whatever you want. It's like breastfeeding, you know, feeding versus non-breastfeeding. Like right. I just said that on here. Sorry. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, do you, boo? Like, just do you own your story, stay in your lane, stop like looking to the left and to the right, keep the blinders on and just do you. Yeah. Do you. Yeah. You'll find and, your people. No, absolutely. And it remind that reminds me of, we went to an event together, Sabrina Phillips event. Yes. And, um, she, you know, kept saying like, are you going to let someone else's story dictate your story? Yeah. I was like, are you going to let them do that? And you know, everyone out there was like, no, I'm not going to let them do it. It's like, all right, then like you said, put the blinders on, stay in your lane, do your yes. story. Don't let other people's story impact your story Yes. or like affect your story. Right. Okay. I guess this is the better. Yeah. And it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard today. It's really hard because we want the next thing and there's nothing wrong with that and having, you know, dreams and visions and all that for your life. But, um, you're just way more, you're way happier and you have such like when I really started owning my story and stopped trying to like fit into the mold that I felt like everybody wanted me to look like, like I never felt like I really fit in. But when I started just owning it, like owning my deep thinking, owning my, you know, way I talk about stuff, like I felt so much more comfortable in my skin and it actually lit a fire in me to keep going. Like it actually lit a fire to say, you know what, if these people don't get it or they think I'm weird, like I'm going to have to let this people pleaser part of me go and I'm just going to have to not try intentionally to offend anybody. Right. But the reality that I've learned is that you will always offend somebody. It does not matter. And sometimes offending people, if it's going to turn them to something better for their own life, isn't always a bad thing. You know, like it's okay. It's okay that you feel uncomfortable about what I'm saying. Like it's probably a good thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, we like to be comfortable. And I think business and owning your story isn't comfortable, but it brings like real change and it brings money and it brings, you know, success because you've, you've become you, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm definitely like with the Chrissy Chin brand, I'm a very raw version yes. of myself. Like I know really, this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think we've cursed yet on this podcast. So we might not have to market explicit, but, um, but like that's me. And in, in another brand that I have grow workspace, like I get hate mail if I swear. So yeah. it's like, you know, that's and, hard. Yeah. right. So it's like, it is what it is. And that's, that's fine. And I love, I love those people. And like yeah. a lot of those people follow me over here, but like, this is my opportunity to like share my full story, to be my full self. And I don't, if I don't bring 100% of the people over from that brand to this brand, 
that's okay. Yeah. Right. That's okay. Like yeah. I will attract new people that are okay doing a whole earmuffs thing. We'll keep yeah. the- <laughs> <laughs> We'll label it as explicit. It's okay. <laughs> right. So no, I think it's awesome. And you are really good at that. You have such a good story of like, that is what you have done. Like you have built this one and now you, it's cool because now you get to do that for other people who are maybe in the same place or like, Hey, I have this one thing where it's like these people and I love these people, but like, I also really want to do this. And I know that's going to look a little bit different parts of my personality. And Mm -hmm. so you've been able to do that. And so I think that's super valuable because there's probably a lot of people that feel that way Mm -hmm. that could really use that, like you to tell them like, Hey, you can do it. Like, you can be yourself still and have both, you know? Yeah. No, and there there is because they message me. Yeah. <laughs> and they wouldn't have messaged me unless I shared a right. little piece of that or invited them into a more intimate space in my DMs, like, yeah. and had a conversation with them and got them to say, like, I'm really scared to, like, announce this because I'm afraid of what my team will think mm-hmm. if I'm exploring something in addition or, you know, or even changing my brand a little bit. Like yeah. I used to not curse, but it was really hard for me. And now I want to curse. <laughs> like, how do I transition into that? And it's like, you just, ha- and I, you know, I'm helping them just like, you just have to do it. Yeah. And realize that like, not a hundred percent of your people will follow you. But yeah. if you really want to like live in joy all the time and be doing exactly what you want to be doing and how you want to be doing it, because you get one life to live. Yeah then you have to do some of the things that feel hard, like you said, get uncomfortable and, and you'll create the life that you want, right? That's ultimately what we want to do. Yeah. That's so good. So good. I love it. Cool. Well, this has been awesome. I know. I knew it was going to be because I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's been, I just love talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Tell everyone how they can find you, where they should follow you to get more tips and so you can be their cheerleader because you guys, Megan is like the ultimate cheerleader. She, when oh, she's, <laughs> right, she's got the pom-poms over yeah. there, she's cheering you on. And it's just like when you go to her Instagram, it's just like that feel good feeling of like empowerment, like, okay, yeah, like I can Yay. totally do this. So I love it. So you need to go be following Megan so that she can be your cheerleader too. So tell us how to find you. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm simply just Megan Richards and it is spelled really weird. So I'm just going to spell it really quick. It's M-E-A-H-G-A-N and it's Richards is just normal. So I don't know what my mom is thinking. I always say, mom, seriously, that is like the hardest way to spell Megan. But anyway, that's me part, right? I'm owning it. Yeah. Um, who's thinking you can, this Megan is like the most unique Megan. You're never going to forget that about me now. Um, right. Yeah. So Megan Richards on Instagram, um, same thing on Facebook. And then I do have a website. So, you know, it's MeganRichards.com. Just keep it all consistent. Yes. Perfect. Um, you can find me perfect there. Perfect branding. Good job. Good job. Well, I've been listening. <laughs> well, at least um, you get to, okay. That's one thing your mama gave you is a very unique name that nobody else had it on Instagram. Oh yeah. Cause you had a little bit of trouble with that. <laughs> because mine, go ahead, go Google Chrissy Chen. <laughs> go Google. <laughs> I like, it's not me. <laughs> it's definitely it's not, not me. Um, no, I mean, more of what like you would expect Chrissy Chin to look like. Like, I'm white. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not Asian. I know. It's a shocker. Um, That's what makes but, you so unique, friend. 
Yes, exactly. That's one of the special things about me is my yes. name, right? Chrissy Chan. <laughs> like, wait, where is she? <laughs> There's just white girls here. I love it uh, so much. Um, yeah, so I had to add, you know, the. Which the is even more. You should. My husband in his phone, my name in his phone is the one and only. Oh. Because he knows that I'm like, Chrissy Chen stole everything. <laughs> Gmail, <laughs> Instagram, all the oh, things. Oh, man, that is true. Jeez. Everything. Any username. Any username. Buy that Google domain. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, she's got oh the domain, all the things, all the things. So if you can snag your name on all the things, I'm right now, I'm like getting things for my kids' names. I'm like starting you Gmail. Yes, for real. <laughs> you need to get your name. Oh, that well, that's another conversation. Get your name, guys. Okay, brand you, brand you, okay? Just right. brand so you. Go, so go buy your website for your children if you have high aspirations. Aspirations? That's right. Yeah. Right? Of yeah. them being an entrepreneur. I already set up all your accounts, guys. <laughs> I have your Instagram. I have your <laughs> Facebook. I have your Twitter. I have your Snapchat. You can't use them until you're 24, <laughs> but I've got it for you when you're ready. Right? Yes. That's awesome. Amazing. Hilarious. Well, well, awesome. We'll have everything, links to everything in the show notes and all the Perfect. things. Podcast, YouTube, all the things. So Perfect. we'll make sure you're in there and people can find you. Thank you so much, Megan, for being here. It was Thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you guys later. Until next week, think about the parts of your story or the parts about you that you really want to shine through your brand. Doing this will absolutely help you attract the people you vibe with that you can serve.